0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampin. and my guest tonight is an educator. She started her own business focused on dieting and proper eating. Her name is Mrs. Nakisha Cousins. Thank you for joining me.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Um, first of all, I wanted to just say congratulations. Um, I know it's a lot to even venture into starting a business, so how did you get started with Uniquely Kesh?
1: Um well thank you for your congratulations. Uh very honestly I've been in this health and wellness industry for over 10 years. I originally had a business named Nakisha's Nutrition and I was deep in that um meal plans, workshops, all those types of things. And went through a lot of life changes and um, took a backseat. And as I took a backseat, I really came to know myself more and really what I want to represent. And so that's where Uniquely Keys was birthed.
0: Okay. Um, What was the biggest difficulties you faced getting started?
1: (sighs) Promotion. Um, And really kind of figure out what my niche was, um, who I want to attract, um, how to go about attracting. And the third thing would probably be what I really wanted it to be. Is this something I wanted to do full time, you know, or is it something that I want to just become a multiple thing that I do?
0: So how did you end up coming to a you know figuring out what you wanted to do?
1: So when I as I mentioned, I went through um, some life changes with um, my first health and wellness business, and I actually took a break. I'm a, an educator. I took a break from teaching and got into insurance. I'm uh, actually a licensed health health and life insurance agent. And um, I realized during that time, I didn't like sitting behind a computer, that my passion is really in education. And I love being around the children. And I also love educating in holistic health and wellness. So it just kind of was a light bulb that went off that I don't really want to just do health and wellness full time. I want to educate in different capacities to help expand people's value in a variety of ways
0: so I'm going to go to the educational part Um, Mm -hmm. you mentioned some of the rewards of like just being in your passion like what are some of the Mm -hmm. rewards that you feel with the kids
1: you know it's really easy for me to say academically I love seeing the light bulb go off when it's um, things that I'm facilitating. Uh, I don't like to say I'm teaching because I'm actually a facilitator. So when I'm facilitating different types of concepts, when I see the light bulb go off, I love that. But, but honestly, what I really love is seeing them grow and mature and their personalities um, be sculpted in a way that as they continue to grow, they, they are channeling their best selves. I really have a passion for that.
0: Would you say there's a particular age where you can kind like, would you say there's an age where there's more development? Is it early on? Is it, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's early on, but is there like a, a target age, like seven, eight, that you, that, you know what I'm getting at?
1: Yes. Um. So I would say, educationally, there are transitional times, Um, kindergarten, going into first grade, third grade, and then fifth grade. Those three are the times that um, children really kind of start to get their person. I mean, they already have their personality, but kind of understand what school is about. And if they have an educator that is passionate about what they're doing, um, the hope is that they are Helping them to sculpt instead of a passion for what they're learning.
0: I don't want to go back to third grade because ironically, Mm -hmm. that's the grade my daughter going to. So what happens in the third grade?
1: So that's the first year of testing. And um, kindergarten to second grade is basically when you, let me make sure I get this right. You are are learning to read. That is the basis that we are teaching um, phonics, phonemic awareness, different strategies so that they become better readers. Once you get, once the child gets into third grade, once Nia goes to third grade, she is now going to transition from learning to read to reading to learn. So it's a major transition. She, she really won't, Um, unless she needs it, and and there's interventions, of course, put in place for that, but she really won't be receiving any type of in-depth phonics or phonemic awareness or any of those types of things. It's more so she will be getting, here, read this article. Okay, make an assessment of it. What are your thoughts? Um, and I'm I'm on summer break, so excuse me. These are not the exact type of questions <laughs> she's gonna see, <laughs> but she will be seeing a lot more in-depth. She will be expected to write a lot more. This will be her first year. She's in Virginia. Correct. So I don't wanna I don't wanna misspeak, um, but I'm pretty sure in general, testing generally starts in third grade. I know for Maryland it does, and Maryland is part, I think Virginia is S-O-Ls.
0: Yeah, unless yeah. it's
1: changed. And no, you correct. You correct. Okay, so so she starts it in third grade, so that's also really major, um, and you know you just kind of see a change in their attitude. Um, you kind of see a change in just really everything.
0: Okay, what, I, we talked about the rewards, but of course, with everything, rewards is challenging. So, what what mm-hmm. are some of the challenges in these classes?
1: Um, One of the major challenges is. Uh, the expectations, um, you know, a teacher is really everything for students during those seven and a half hours that were with them, where their mom, where their nurse, where their confidant, where their educator, where their consoler, we are so many things to them. Um, and it is, it can be really challenging when there are so many major expectations in terms of performance. So-and-so hack. This class, you know, look at this class. The data here is saying this, or the data here is saying that. And there's so many um, other factors that really aren't taken into account. Data is very important. I don't want to say that it's not, and I definitely utilize it, but it can be very stressful and and really challenging um, with expectations of trying to perform at a certain level when the characteristics of your class don't exactly meet that.
0: Put it so, oh, I'm
1: sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I just was gonna just add on to that really quickly. So, what I mean by that is just simply, let's say I I have a class that um, their reading levels were very low, um, and I see growth. They may go up one reading level, but the expectation is for them to go up three or f- three or four reading levels, and so. Um, you know the data doesn't necessarily show what the expectations were, but they did grow
0: okay. What about class size is that is that an issue
1: yes, yes, um, the smaller the better. the smaller the better absolutely um when you have more students, it's more personalities um it's harder to. Really meet the one-on-one needs of each individual child. You know, small groups are important, and all those types of things. But yes, absolutely.
0: What's the average class size, and Pete? Because you you're in Maryland, so what's the average yes. class size?
1: Uh, I would say about twenty-six.
0: What would you like to see it at? If you if you um, were planning, what would you, what number would you like? Eighteen. Eighteen.
1: Eighteen. Why eighteen? It's a, it's a great, it's a smaller number. Um, it's, it's much more intimate. Honestly, I mean, I could go even lower, 12. I, the lower, the better, because you're really able to really meet all the children's needs. Not to say that teachers are not, it's just a little bit more difficult to do it the bigger the class is.
0: Oh yeah, that's definitely understand because you can't really um, develop Real relationships because it's it's just so many kids mm-hmm. but the ironic thing is I think you, you I mean you we're, we're in the same age group and I don't know if we had that many kids in our class coming up.
1: I really don't remember and that's that's a good point to bring up um I really don't remember I don't think I really don't think we did, but if we did, it didn't really affect me.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. I wanna do I I wanna combine what we first talked about and then the next topic. Um, a lot of people don't really consider like diet and exercise in regards to performance in the classroom. We'll, how mm-hmm. would you feel about that?
1: Oh, it's very important. Are you are you referring to in terms of the adult, the students, or both?
0: Um just just for this conversation, the students.
1: Okay. It is very important. One thing I will say about Prince George's County, I, well, I don't want to say for Prince George's County. I say for my school, the students are served breakfast in the morning and it really helps get that nourishment to their brains um, and even their energy. You know, academics is very important, but so is physical education. Them being able to go out and move their bodies, get out some of that aggression, get out some of that just, it may not even be aggression, get out some of that just, natural energy their children you know I read a study and I thought it was so profound. I did, I never even thought about it but we discourage I, I hate running now Um, and it we discourage running. What's the first thing we do when we see kids running That's their natural thing. they love it. they love running and, and the first thing I do is say stop running. Of course we don't want them to hurt themselves, but their natural instinct is to run, is to play and get out some of that energy. And we spend so much time um, discouraging them and just telling them to sit down, get your pencil, do this, do that. And it really is a disservice because it is even more important for them to take care of their bodies because if they don't take care of their bodies and their minds and allow themselves that outlet it just makes it that much harder. I, I really think that's where stress comes in, you know, as they grow into adults. You're not really taught or given the tools to understand the importance of it.
0: Well, but see, wouldn't that, but okay, it's, but see, you're an educator, so that, I'm kind of fascinated you would say that because wouldn't that kind of, with kids moving around, as you saying like it should do it at a different time? Because, I mean, you trying to get your structure out, you know, you are trying to get your, your you know, your, your academics side, you trying to get your lesson out. So wouldn't that kind of disturb it? I would think, right? No, it no? doesn't.
1: It gives them a brain break. Think about when you're sitting in meetings. The first thing you're waiting for is a break. To go and just kind of stretch, <laughs> to go and, you know, breathe a little bit, maybe look at your phone, make a phone call, go get some fresh air. I don't think it's fair to expect children... Me as an adult, I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting in sometimes. I'm on my phone. I'm thinking about the next thing I want to do. I'm thinking about when am I going to get out of here. You know, and I'm an adult. So as a child, they all they know is play. And why not allow them that outlet and that time so that they understand, okay, yes, I'm here to learn, but I also, I get to have a break and just kind of run and chill and be myself and get some of this energy out. I think it's very important.
0: So is has that is that something you've implemented in your classroom?
1: Yeah, I um what I love to do is especially when I'm teaching something really heavy, reading can be really heavy, math can be really, really all the subjects are pretty heavy. Um, but generally I'll say reading because the way it's structured, it can be heavy if you don't make it fun, which I try to, but there are times where it's just kind of it's just a heavy subject. And so what I'll do is I'll give them a brain break. And they have these little videos on YouTube. You literally just type, it, type in brain break. And there's these fun videos where it just lets them jump up and down and do all these different dances. And like the dance is now floss and <laughs> oh shoe. Yeah, the shoe and all that kind of stuff. They're able to be themselves and do that stuff without me saying, sit still or stop doing this or stop doing that. So they're able to take a little brain break.
0: How long does this brain break?
1: Um, it's no more than seven minutes. It's no more than seven minutes, but, and and the other thing I do is they don't, and this is, this is, um, not just me. This is something that's required, but I really am passionate and believe in it. They don't just sit at their desk. They're up, they come sit on a carpet. Um, I allow them to move to different groups that I let them, now this part's not required, but I allow them to do this I let them find a comfortable spot in the room and work with their partner to get their work done because some, some students don't like to sit at a desk. Some students are more comfortable standing or some students are more comfortable sitting at the carpet or maybe sitting at the computer. So as long as they're working and doing what they're supposed to do, I let them have that freedom and independence to choose where they want to sit and just kind of move their bodies around, things like that.
0: So I guys' really so so if I was to look in your classroom, it wouldn't look like the typical classroom setting But i'm assuming
1: it some days it does some days it doesn't It really depends on the time that you would come in
0: now is this this teaching style that you that you practice? is this something that that you developed on your own? Did you have like a mentor who told you about this did did you read about it and how did this come about?
1: I will have to say it uh, It was a little bit of all of that. I've had mentors. They didn't necessarily teach me that, um, but throughout my different readings and just experience um, and seeing kind of what works best with my practice and my classroom, allowing the students to kind of have the independence really, really works well. They really feel um, um, like they have a say, you know, that's one thing I've really, really learned within myself. um I remember wanting to be a teacher just so I could tell somebody what to do and when I was a child, oh i'm gonna tell them they can't do this, and they can't do that, and <laughs> you know just the controlling part, which was so ridiculous um but now, what I've really learned is that it's so important to allow the child to feel like they are a part of their learning. And so if they get to choose, oh, I would I really would like to do research on the iPad sitting over in the corner. Absolutely go do research on the iPad sitting over in the corner. I think it's just so important that they feel the ownership in what they're doing because it, it makes them more passionate about it.
0: So you actually grew up wanting to be wanted to be a teacher.
1: I absolutely did. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a teacher, then I wanted to be a veterinarian, but more so than anything, I always wanted to be a teacher.
0: Why? I'm just curious.
1: Um, In addition to that controlling um, issue that I had of just wanting to tell students what to do, I had um, really amazing teachers. I still remember a good number of my elementary school teachers. I'm friends with a few of them on Facebook. And they really instilled in me a passion for reading, a passion for learning. Um, they really allowed me to be myself. And um, I wanted to be able to give students that same experience that I had.
0: And like you was fortunate that you ran... You, I'm not gonna say ran, but you you came across a lot of educators who had passion, and yes. it sounds like that passion became a lit a fire lit under you. You developed mm-hmm. the same passion. Do you feel like it's enough? Teachers and educators with passion.
1: No, because they're not paid enough. I think they they initially, you know, I mean, let's be honest, teaching is a guaranteed job. Um, for the most part, you go to school to be a teacher, you're going to get a job. The problem lies in how much some teachers are paid and the amount of work it takes to give qual- to be a quality teacher. Um, it's not just now in terms of like lesson planning and ensuring that you're meeting the needs of the different learning styles and also trying to make it fun and all of that. There's also very important self-care. You can't come in there with three hours of sleep. I mean, maybe some adults can. I know I can't. You can't come in there with three hours of sleep, not eating, and just focus on what's going on in your personal life because you have at least 20 personalities that are dependent on you to be kind, that are dependent on you to be um, there and present, depending on you to be alert. And do your absolute best to help them to grow into amazing human beings. And then you go home and get your check and you can barely afford to pay the rent. Wow. It's really, it's really, really unfortunate. And it's really disheartening. And it really discourages a lot of people. I've seen a lot of great educators leave because they just simply cannot afford to live um, really not even just, just a life, you know, living check to check, pinching pennies, all that kind of stuff. I know how that feels. It's not
0: fun. I know you have a deep passion for it because, you know, we've talked about it so much. And, mm-hmm. and I see even hearing you talk now, we you, you can feel the passion. Well, like, was there a time because of the income because it's not that, you know, it's not a lucrative field. Was there a time you considered leaving the field?
1: It sure was. Um, Before, you know, we were talking about Nikisha's Nutrition, I actually was going to leave education and work in that full-time. I really thought I didn't want to teach anymore. Um, I had been teaching for 10 years at the time, and they froze teachers' salaries. And so I should have been on step 10. I was on step 5. So I was making a 5-year salary and had been teaching for 10 years. Wow. Um, And I really felt like okay, I can really just go into health and wellness. This is what I want to do. I'm not, you know, I, they keeping me on step five. You know, I, at the time I was at the school that I was at, it, it was a little stressful. I had fifth grade. It was some behavior problems. And then my passion had left. And so, you know, I'm a big believer in energy and the energy you give off. So the energy I was giving off was I'm over it. And so my students would come in and be over it you know it was it really was a reflection of what i what i was feeling but i didn't realize that at the time i just knew i didn't want to teach anymore wow. um and so that's why i'm so glad i went through what i went through because if i hadn't i wouldn't have realized how genuinely passionate i am about education and um just being a light
0: in these child for these children so what ha- what happened that you gained it back was it just time was it just
1: It was time and it was, I just knew, James, I'm not going to lie. One of the things I was so excited about was having my little office job. I could come in and get my little coffee. Oh, I got to go to the restroom. I don't have to get somebody to come watch my class. I can go when I feel like (laughs) it. Let me come in and send this little email, wear my little business suit. I was so excited until maybe about three months and I was sitting behind the computer and I was like, I'm miserable. I absolutely hate this. I absolutely hate this. I didn't realize how much of not just a people person, but um, being in front of children and just kind of just learning who they are. And um, it, it can definitely, I, I enjoy the type of challenge of, okay, they have to learn this standard. How am I going to make this fun for them? Or how can I meet this student where they are? And then this student where they are, you know, some may, need a little bit more challenging work and some may need just a little bit less challenging work, but they still have to learn the same thing. How can I do that? You know, I didn't realize how much I, I loved that until I took that break. So it was really the best thing I could have done because after I got back into education and it was so crazy. I, um, the, a principal out of the blue called me. I had completely left the county. She called me. We we used to work together. She was a principal. And she said, I don't know if you were thinking about getting back into teaching, but I have an opening and we need good teachers. So I just was wondering if you wanted to come back. And it was the best call ever because I was able to get back into the county and really be refreshed. I had that time to refresh and really learn, oh, this is really what I want to do.
0: Wow. That's truly a um, blessing when you in a field or you're in a career where you 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 have passion for it because when you when you somewhere you really don't want to be it just makes the days longer it just it makes life longer like not it's being miserable. able to yeah when you're not when you're not truly able to pursue your passion it it, it kind of weighs on you in life. Yeah
1: that's how I felt at that um that desk job and I, I'm not gonna lie, you know being in, an insurance agent, there is an opportunity for amazing money. But I knew the way that I was feeling, it wasn't going to work. I wasn't going to be um, great at it because it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I know exactly how you felt because I felt miserable there daily.
0: And I'm sure that the, the students who came afterwards, I'm sure they were, black, they were happy that you made the decision to come back.
1: Yes, yes. And they just graduated from fifth grade. And um, it was a blessing to see them and just remember how much fun we had in class. We had a lot of fun. I mean we st- you know all my, all my classes, we have a lot of fun, but that particular class was special to me because it was my first year back. and um, just being able to really um, have that passion back and that that fire ignited in me, they really received a, a great um, each year. I feel like they' they're receiving better. And better education for me because that passion is still there.
0: So let me ask you this, because I think about this all the time. Because um, just read, like I'm, I'm kind of like a his history buff. So I read, I don't read like I should, but I read here and there. But I know history. Do you mm-hmm. feel like, um, do you feel like we we've had a value on education like we should?
1: I think that is, um, a generational question, um, because education has changed and the importance of it, you know, like you said, in history, um, education was, okay, we want to get the same, we meaning when I say that I'm talking about black people, <clears throat> we want to get the same education that our, um, other races are receiving. So we want integration. So education was important in that way. And then as time went on, now it's you have to go to college. If you don't go to college, you might as well forget it. That's the importance that's stressed on it. My parents didn't go to college. Both had amazing jobs, made... My mom's retired, that's what I mean when I say made. Uh, My dad still makes more than my sister and I, and we both have our masters. So... That question about education, I really, I would say yes and no, because um, now, generationally, there are some some children who are just, in my opinion, kind of blah about everything. I don't know what that is. They just kind of just coast along, um, don't really care if their grades are what they are. Don't really, you know, I don't know what that is. So in that instance, no, I don't think we take education um, as, um, we're not thinking of education as important as we should, Um, but also I think it's important for children and us to really make the connections. There's so many things I learned in high school that I don't use today, and if I didn't have to teach it, I wouldn't remember it. So just making, one thing that we have to do as educators is make those real world connections so that students understand you're not just in this room just to learn this so you can get A on a test. Like you're really going to use this in real life. Here's why, you know, and helping them to kind of cultivate. And that's what I mean when I say cultivate their personalities so they can start thinking about maybe what they would want to do or be so that that education is a little the idea of education is a little bit more important to them. I don't think we do that
0: enough. Your parents, you said your parents didn't go to college. Did they, did, was the expectations for you, for you to go, you and your sister?
1: You know, that's so funny you asked. I have had that conversation. It, it never was a thought that I wasn't. It wasn't like I was forced or, um, I just, it just was an automatic, oh, I'm graduating. Okay. I'm going to Towson. I didn't, It never crossed my mind to say I wasn't. So I didn't feel forced, but I also, there was really no other alternative. I just knew I was going to college. It it wasn't a conversation my parents had. It was more like, where do you want to go? Not do you want to go? But I didn't feel a way about it. I was like, I'm going to college. So I guess, yes, but it wasn't like a forceful expectation. It just was kind of like, I knew. That
0: that's what I was going to do. Well, see, I think, too, the benefit you had is you had a plan and you knew what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, within that plan, you had to go to college. Mm-hmm. True. See, I, true. It's, it's, it's weird because, like, I've done a lot of thinking lately just because I'm getting older. And um, one of the things I, that hit me recently was I never thought about what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I it, I would just go to school, um, mm-hmm. do whatever I needed to do to pass. Early in, in in school, I was getting good grades, but then as the time went on, I just I don't know. I, I kind of lost interest, um, and I think and and now that I'm older, I've realized just even today, just not having a plan, like not having a plan about where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do was like probably the biggest detriment to my future. Cause I just didn't know what to do, but you had a passion. So you knew you wanted to teach. So you knew teaching, you had to go to college. So mm-hmm. it kind of made you go.
1: Yep.
0: But I've truly enjoyed this conversation with you. Cause there's been some enlightening things you showed me. Like you had to, I appreciate the, yeah. Um, your input on the third grade, because again, that's, that's the grade my daughter going to. So,
1: Hopefully they, my tips helped.
0: They do. And, and one thing we've done too, we've put her in like a summer program with reading okay. because we were told that she'll lose a lot during the summer. So she's reading this summer, doing a little extra things. So when she gets to third grade, she'll be ready.
1: Did they mean her individually or that's just something that they've
0: noticed? Oh, in general. Students okay. in general losing okay. or something. Okay. So,
1: okay, yeah, that's we, good. I mean, that's good she's in a program. I just don't... I don't like projecting general ideas on an individual child. I mean, I'm oh, like, yeah. but that doesn't mean she's going to lose a lot.
0: It's right, not. but uh, it, it kind of made sense because I remember when I was younger, I can actually remember it and, it, it, and when you come back, it's like, you kind of trying to catch up.
1: hmm
0: So, and it's good for her to read. I mean...
1: Oh yeah, oh no, I'm not disputing that. I just don't like the projecting um people are gonna lose a lot. She may gain more. I'm glad oh, yeah. she's I just don't like that.
0: Oh yeah, I knew what you were saying. I knew what yeah. you were saying. I yeah. just was I just was making it clear that <coughs> excuse me, they wasn't telling me anything crazy because I knew I know for myself personally how some, you know, coming back from summer break, cause I know when I took summer break, I was on break. I didn't mm-hmm. read, I didn't practice anything. I was like, I see y'all in September. <laughs> hey, that's funny you say that because
1: as a teacher, I have all my little books and things I want to do. And I said to myself, okay, I'll start that in August. I don't want to even think right now. Like I was talking to um uh, Ray the other day and he had some little math problem or something. I said, I, I'm not trying to even <laughs> calculate any any problems in my head. So you have to figure that out. <laughs>
0: Oh, you know what? Really quick before we end this. So how has your summer been? Like you have, you have, have you been able to enjoy it? Like my
1: summer has been amazing. This is the first summer in three years that I haven't worked. So not having a schedule is, I don't know why or how, well, I do know why and how, I mean, it was great having extra money, but being able to just relax is just the most amazing thing that I could have it is the best choice and decision I could have made. I'm having an amazing summer.
0: Well, I'm happy for you because I know the the passion and energy you putting into these kids. So you deserve to have a summer. Even if I'm jealous of you being home <laughs> while I gotta get up at five five o'clock. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Is it um is it do you want the listeners to be able to follow you on social media?
1: Yes, please follow me at Nakeisha Cousins. It's N as in Nancy, A K E E S as in Sam H a cousins. That's my Instagram. Same as my Twitter. My Facebook is the same. Nakisha cousins and stay tuned for more uniquely quiche updates. They are coming very soon. You'll see them on those social media platforms that I just shared.
0: All right. And, um, again, my thing, I want to thank you. And, um, You can follow me on uh, IG. My name is Conversations with Lamp. And again, I want to thank you, Mrs. Cousins, for taking the time to do this because I know I'm interrupting your summer, but thanks again.
1: Thank you. It's no schedule over here. We could have did this at midnight and I can sleep as (laughs) late as I want.